Hey, hi, everybody. It's Allison Kaskowski. Thank you so much for turning into this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope wherever you are, you're having a fabulous Tuesday um, and that your month has started off on a great note. So it's January and it's 2020. And we all know that it's not only the start of a new year, but it's the start of a new decade. And obviously, one of the things that's front and center in our minds is what are our goals for the year? And if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to my episode from last week, I would highly recommend that you do that. Um, Because I emphasize that my theme this month is going to be more on the theme of reset. Um, And that can mean different things to different people. And so last week, I really touched on one of the greatest powers that we have within ourselves. And that is the power um, of being in the present and how easy it is for us not to do that. Um, And so I'm super excited about my guest today because not only is she a fellow coach that I know from the coaching space, but we both have a shared passion for the health and fitness industry. We've both spent pretty much the great majority of our careers in the health and fitness industry, and now we're both in the coaching space. And so what she, what her zone of genius and her area of expertise is really lends itself well to, you know, the focus for January. And so today we're going to talk about what, I, what we like to call the three M's. That's mindfulness, meditation, and mindset. So I want to, I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend and my colleague, Kate Ciano. So I'm going to let Kate introduce herself, and then we are going to have a, a nice little candid conversation. So take it away, Kate. Awesome. Thanks, Allison. And hello to everybody out there in the ultimate journey of self-care. And I just want to thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I love that you were leading in with really being present and starting the year as a reset. And oftentimes we talk about resolutions and goals. And as we know, you know, so many people fall short on achieving those goals before January is even over. So I love that you've reframed the whole reset. And certainly we have a lot of physical goals, right? That might be our physical fitness. It might be weight management, but mindfulness mindset and really tending to your brain is such a huge part of the equation. Um, I work with, I could not agree more. Right. Um, I work with organizations, with management teams and developing more mindful leaders um, Uh to have more productive teams. And I work with teams around stress resilience and building a resilient workforce. And the cool thing is, is that mindfulness has a place everywhere in your personal life, in your work life, in your relationships. And I think much like wellness, the term wellness, mindfulness um, may, may at times sort of seem overused. And so then there's this confusion around what is it? And when you say, just be in the present moment, what does that mean? So I, I call so tell me, what do you ends. think? What, how do you think, what do you think the biggest difference then is between, because, you know, last week we, I talked a lot about being present. So I think that what you're going to you're going to share with with me and really with my audience is so critical. So why don't you tell me what you think the big the missing link there is with that why so many people get that confused. 
Well, I think people, um, some people associate mindfulness with religion and, you know, well, I'm not going to mix my religious practice with my work practice or what have you, but Uh that's a misconception. Um, John Kabat-Zinn, Dr. John Kabat-Zinn really brought the science to mindfulness after he himself had spent time in a Buddhist monastery. And he came back to the medical community to really demystify mindfulness. And he defines it as a heightened sense of awareness with curiosity and without judgment. Wow. And it's that's, it's that simple. Heightened uh-huh. state of awareness with curiosity, like, hmm, let me understand more. Let me explore more. And without judgment. So that's not to say it's without attachment. It's without judgment. Right. And Deepak Chopra, who I, you know, I think we all know who Deepak Chopra oh, is. Oh, I love him. Um, he jokes that like mindfulness is actually the worst term for this kind of practice because you're not actually using your thinking mind. Yeah. You're in the state of observer. So, you know, we talk about mindful leadership, mindful eating, mindful exercise, mindful meditation. Uh-huh. Um, you, you can be mindful in all things. And what I share with my clients in particular is it's as simple as engaging your five senses. Wow. That's fascinating. That really is. So, why don't you give me, like in a quick nutshell, how you think that relates to self-care, particularly like being in the moment? Sure. So with that heightened sense of awareness, with curiosity and without judgment, you can be in a place of observance. Notice what you're noticing. What uh-huh. are the thoughts that are producing these feelings? Why am I feeling this way? And kind of going back to your five senses, we could use that in terms of talking about mindful walking. Uh What are you listening to? How far can you listen? How close can you listen? What is the temperature on your skin? What are the smells in the room? Your sense of touch, sense of tactile touch, sense of taste. Um, We can use this even in conversations. I can observe your body language. I can look into your eyes. I can feel your energy. I hear your tone of voice. I can use it when I'm eating the smells, the textures of my food, and really taking in all the detail with curiosity Uh can be applied in all areas of our lives. And I think that's really what it means to be present. We certainly uh-huh. know what it's like to be distracted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In our multitasking too, world. And I think too, when we when we allow ourselves to be more curious is when we're, we actually find that we can be open to something new. And I talk to so many people, not just my clients, but people I see in the community, people that come to my classes. And, you know, that they say, well, I tried that and it doesn't work. Well, I'm not sure about that. Well, I don't know about that. And they immediately go to that place in their mind where they say, well, how does that work? And then you and I both know that the 50 questions follows after that. And really what you're doing is you're keeping yourself from being open to something that can be life-changing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so mindfulness is really the foundation of all things. It's the foundation of positive relationships. It's the foundation of 
nourishing your body and uh-huh. also indulging when it's time to celebrate. It's yeah. being mindful of your body as you move in space, whether it's exercise or walking down the street. It's being mindful of too much multitasking, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, how are you dividing guilty, your attention? Guilty. I, I, I still struggle with that on the regular. <laughs> and, you know, my audience knows I talk about this a lot is, you know, we, we get so used to the belief that, and I'll call it a belief rather than a mindset, that if we, if we try to do more than one thing, then we're going to get more than one thing done. And it's really the opposite, right? Right. It is true. We are less effective <laughs> when yeah. we are dividing our attention. And so that's another practice of mindfulness when we talk about energy management, which I know you share a lot with your Uh audience of building in those little micro habits, those little micro breaks. Your day should not peak, flatline and drop. It should look like a series of waves where you have peaks and valleys of energy, whether you're applying that to exercise or your work or whatever throughout your day. Right. Um, it should look like a wave. And again, right. mindfulness as a foundational practice um, makes you aware of when you need to manage your energy more. Like, oh, it's yeah. time for a break. My attention is too divided. Let me focus. I love how you just said that because that's really what's happening when we multitask, right? It's, you know, our attention is going in a couple different places. And it's <laughs> down to the bare minimum, to the building blocks, you know, the very ground level. You think about if you're trying to do three things and you've got your energy basically 30%, you know, and 33%, whatever to be exact. Right. We kid ourselves when we think, oh, I'm going to get all three things done. But think about (laughs) it. You're actually going to slow yourself down by doing that, right? You do. And I love that in the coaching world. We say, what's slowing you down? What's getting in your way from moving forward? And let those things go. But that requires mindfulness. Just let it go, right? Yeah, that requires mindfulness. So I encourage people, you know, mindfulness, much like anything else, is like flexing a muscle. The more you do it, the stronger it becomes. And there are health benefits to this lower blood pressure, you know, more controlled stress, um, certainly, you know, lower cortisol, um, levels, which, which also attribute to, um, health and 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 weight management. And it's, and the, the end result of that is, is that you just, you just feel so much more empowered and more in control, you know, and imagine if you could really channel your energy in the best way that serves you in one direction. I mean, imagine how much more you could actually do and how more you could actually do that's going to serve you better, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I always encourage uh, my clients, my friends, my students to implement a morning walk. It could Mm -hmm. be five minutes. It can be 20 minutes. The, The duration doesn't matter. Yeah. But leave your phone behind. Don't listen to any music. Just go out for a walk and tap into those five senses. And when you come home, either in the notes section of your phone or maybe in your journal, write down, what did you see? What did you hear? What did you smell? What did you taste? Sometimes there are smells that, you know, end up in your palate. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and what textures in terms of yeah. touch 
or yeah. what did you experience on your skin? And I have to tell you, it's like writing a haiku. It is so poetic. Yeah. People who don't yeah. know that they're poets, <laughs> poet and didn't know it. Um, that is a wonderful practice and it just starts to spread into the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, and it just opens up, opens you up to having a possibility of having a different thought process too, which sometimes is all it takes to arrive at a different conclusion. Yes. I'm that we're consistently trying to search for the answer to something or we're beating our head against the wall, working on a program or whatever, that's just not helping us. You know, obviously we have to look at the small, simple daily steps. It's like I talk about all the time, I mean, the secret's really in what you do every day. So that the secret to that is what can you do to make it a habit? Yes. Well, and, and you, you, you touched on habits and consistency. And again, all of this goes back to the brain, right? We know that the lower brain is where, you know, our fight or flight or freeze. It's, uh-huh. That's the portion of the brain that's meant to conserve energy, seek pleasure and avoid pain. Right. And when you're trying to make change, the lower brain sees that as a threat. That's the lizard brain. Right. And that's where we get stuck. Like you said, in our thoughts. Yeah, we do. We do. Because our brain's like, oh no, that's going to be a challenge. Just stay safe over here. It's going to be way too hard. I don't know all the ins and outs. I need to get all the information. That's basically just a story that we're trying to sell ourselves. That's exactly right. So this is sort of where mindfulness leads into meditation and then into mindset. Meditation is not about quieting your thoughts. It's about finding the quiet space inside underneath uh-huh. the 50,000 thoughts that you think yeah. every single day. Uh-huh. So I describe meditation almost as like you're sitting in a train station, you're on a bench, the train comes, 100,000 people get off, 100,000 people get on, the train leaves, and the next train comes. And the uh-huh. train is your thoughts. Yeah, that's exactly so that's a great way to put it. You're finding that quiet space on the bench underneath the 50,000 noisy thoughts that you're having every day. And there are so many different types of meditation. So to say, oh, this is the type of meditation you should do. It's, you know, my mother says a lid for every pot. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) There's a match out there for everybody. So for some people, it might be transcendental meditation, which is Uh repeating a mantra over and over and over to the point where you transcend thought because you're so focused on a mantra. Yeah. For other people, it might be single point meditation where you gaze at a flame on a candle and you try to find that quiet space within uh-huh. underneath all of right. the thoughts. I find for active mind people, people who are, they say, oh, I'm so terrible at meditating because my mind is so busy. Yeah. I'm sure you know a lot of those. Um, oh, yeah. You might be one of them. I am. I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's, it's a daily <laughs> practice. You know, you're a go getter. You got a it's lot a, going on, but it's a practice that I'm working very hard to change and I have changed quite a bit. So I'll oh. pat myself on the back a little bit there. I love it. You absolutely should. So for busy minded people, guided meditation is a yeah. wonderful way to really slip down into those recesses of your mind. So, you know, your beta state is your thinking state. It's your executive yeah. function, right? It's the yeah. human brain. But when the, you how do in, I do this? How do I do that? Give me the directions. Give me the list. 
you know, it's yeah. problem solve, you know, thinking geared toward problem solving. Exactly. And it's only 5% of your brain function. No, isn't that unbelievable? And we think we live there, but guess what? We, we don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We live in the lizard brain that's trying to protect us. And we live mm-hmm. in the monkey brain that's all caught up in thoughts and feelings, right? Yeah, and these are where our past stories are too. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you talked about habits, right? And with consistency and constant, consistent practice, we develop new neuropathways. Yeah. So we can actually train the brain to be more productive, to be less judgmental, to be more in the present moment. Yeah. But it starts with that mindfulness practice. That's right. When you get comfortable in mindfulness, you explore a few different types of meditation that might work for you, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's the right. mantra or the single point or guided, you know, listening yeah. to a recording. Yeah. And then we go into mindset. Uh-huh. So mindset is really what we refer to as metacognition, like thinking about thinking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not the, not the ruminating busy thoughts in our minds, but actually observing our thoughts, stopping observe- and checking ourselves. you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, in the work of Byron Katie, um, her, her work is called the work. She uh-huh. says, never leave your thoughts unattended. I love Never that. leave your so thoughts true. unattended. We think our th- we'll go down a rabbit hole in a heartbeat. <gasps> let ourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. And but before we, we actually, know it, I can be so focused on getting something done, and then my mind might wander. Oh my gosh, did I actually finish that task? Oh my gosh, I forgot. I've got to go do this. That's just like you say. Those are just you're just you have to decide in that moment. Okay, stop and check yourself. You know, and just keep moving forward. Yeah, you know, and in in psychology and in therapy, they use techniques like cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectical behavioral therapy. And really what this is is it's fact checking your thoughts. Ah, is that true? I love that. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm just that's like the very simplified yeah. version and I'm yeah. I'm not a clinical counselor, but super simple. Well, because so much of what we tell ourselves is just not true. You it's know? just not true. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a client over the weekend and, you know, she says one of the things sometimes that holds her back is she'll think of doing something else. And then she'll say, well, it's, just, I don't know what I'm thinking. It's just not going to work. And you're just trying to convince yourself of something. It's really not even <laughs> true to start with because you don't know that until you, try, you know, that's exactly right. Uh, that's exactly right. And we all do it. We sure do. So when we talk about kind of how does this all fit together? Like, do I practice mindfulness first? Do I practice mindset? The answer is yes, yes, and yes. You practice all three M's, but you start with a consistent daily practice of mindfulness until it becomes so natural, Uh like tying your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your clothes on, brushing your teeth, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That you're, you're paying attention to everything around you. My husband jokes and says, I make a very great witness. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would. Because <laughs> I'm taking it all in. I'm taking yeah. it all in. And then once mindfulness becomes really just a way of being, mm-hmm. then we start exploring the right meditation practice. Yeah. And then when there's that meditation practice and the brain is responding 
right? To that reward. It seeks mm-hmm. reward. It mm-hmm. fe- your brain feels better. Your body feels better. Then we go into mindset. Yeah. And that mindset work, again, is really just, it's managing your thoughts. It's fat checking your thoughts. Yeah. And not then leaving them unattended, not leaving them unattended. <laughs> and then when there's a thought that is not true, that you cannot prove in a court of law, like uh-huh. saying my, my boss is a jerk. That's not really a fact. It's a fact in my world. Yeah. My boss has red hair as a fact yeah. today. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> it is raining outside is a fact. Yeah. How I think and feel about it raining outside is up to my mindset. So I love yeah. that example, right? Someone who's planning to go run three miles in the morning and it's raining outside might say, oh shoot, now my, my run is ruined. But someone yeah, who I, just planted flowers yesterday wakes up and sees it's raining. It's like, oh, this yeah, is amazing. Like the heavens opened up, right? Right. Yeah. But the circumstance is factual and it's yeah. neutral. But how yeah. we think and feel about it really determines our behavior and then yeah. our results. So when we're talking about resetting for the new year mm-hmm. and accomplishing something brand new, mm-hmm. you have to be mindful. Get yourself in a place where you can find a meditative practice, even if it's one to three minutes, uh-huh. and then managing your thoughts. Is this yeah. thought true? How does it make me feel? And know that you have the power to replace that thought with a new thought because you are not your thoughts. Yeah. Well, so many of us define ourselves by what we think, you know, and we automatically assume, and I find myself. I I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I've done this before. And I think a lot of people deep down, if they're honest with themselves, will say it's true too, that if you're thinking something about yourself, you think everybody else knows it too. And they don't. You're the only one that knows it. The only thing you do it is if you tell them. That's right. My mother used to always say that don't call out the negative. Like don't show up and say, oh, look at this big pimple on my face. Or, oh, I didn't have time to get a manicure today. Nobody else notices. Yeah, but what that says is, is that you're self-conscious about it. And really, uh, the, other, the other piece of that is that that's what your mind is telling you. Right. Just to my next point, that our mind really directs, I mean, it's like I said a few weeks ago on, on this show, I said, you know, the mind is usually the one, the thoughts are what's driving the bus most of the time. You know, and we have to decide when it's time to get off. You know? Yes. It must stop here. I've had enough. I'm, I'm done riding around. Let's get off and let's get on with things. That's right. Go to the train station and be the observer instead. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so Kate, this has been awesome. Why don't you t- share with my audience where people can find you? Because I just love picking your brain about this kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. Yes. Well, I have a a community for women on Facebook. It's called the Rise and Rejoice Community for Women. Um, It's a fabulous community, you guys. She has all kinds of cool stuff in there. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I share a lot about my own personal story and really using the tools of mindfulness, movement, and music. Uh as tools to develop greater stress resilience. And we've got some amazing women who share their own stories and insights. And yeah, yeah, it's a great group. Thank you for asking. And it's a great, um, that's a great way to really show yourself self-care too, because it's something that you can do anywhere you are, whether you're traveling, whether you're, you work from home, it's, it's not something you find that you have to be in a certain 
place. It's a practice once you develop it that, you know, it's just like any other habit. You can continue it wherever your life takes you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I I offer some free workshops in that group. I also promote my retreats within that group. And then um, as a one coming up in April, right? I do. Why don't you tell my, tell my peeps about that because you're going to be doing one in Florida. And then the very next weekend I'm headed down to Key West to do one of my retreats and we're going to figure out a way to partner on that. Oh yes. Well, you can expect to see my shiny face down in Key West. I love it down there. And I love what you're doing with your clients and your community. It's so awesome. So yes, I'm hosting a uh, mindfulness retreat in Tampa, uh-huh. Florida, April 24, 25, 26. It's a three-day weekend. It's at the Franciscan Center right along the Hillsborough River. Okay. And I'm actually bringing three other facilitators with me. So oh, we are fantastic. going to be doing all kinds of mindfulness practices. We're going to be, uh, one of my friends is an artist and she spent the summer in Thailand learning how to create sand mandalas. So we're going to do a sand mandala. Sounds fantastic. Practice, which is going to be great. Um, We're also going to be doing a mindful painting exercise. There is a walking labyrinth. So we'll be doing a walking mindfulness retreat, or or, I'm sorry, practice as well. Uh And of course, you know, yoga in the morning, yoga in the evening. Yoga Um, all the time. (laughs) Yoga all the time. Uh, Of course, there will be music and singing. Uh, I I come from a musical background, and so I infuse music into all things I do. So I'm excited uh, to share that. There's more information on that in the uh, Facebook community. Um, I also have a website called, uh, bounce back and rise up.com. Bounce back and rise up. I like that. Yes. That's outstanding. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, for anybody that's listening out there, um, in case you're not at a place where you can write any of this down, if you check the show notes on my home platform of milehighradio.com, you will see all of these links to where you can find Miss Kate. So if you're not in a place where you can write any of this down, then if you'll just double check, head over to milehighradio.com to the, to the page where my show is, and you'll be able to find all that info. So is there anything that you want to leave with my audience before we sign off? This has been so fun. I'm going to have to have you back. I love it. I love it. I would just say that, remember that life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. But remember, most importantly, you are life. You are a unique creation and you owe it to yourself to honor your mind, honor your body and honor this spirit that is having a human experience on earth because it's worth it. That's pretty profound for a Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Tuesday wisdom. I usually save that for like Wednesdays. (laughs) No, that's great. I just, I think that, you know, in the world we live in now, you know, our society has come to really wear as a badge of honor the fact that, you know, we might work a 12 or 15 hour day as if that's a good thing. Mm -mm. I think while you know, working on achievement is never a bad thing. I think we forget that, you know, it's the little things that side of when we're consistently just in that push and press mindset, I like to call it. Yeah. I think that's a great tip to, to leave, to leave with everybody today. 
Yeah, thank you. When you live a mindful life, it's so much more exciting and rewarding. It really is. It's like I always say, we're on this planet one time and we don't know when our last time around the sun is going to be. That's right. And, you know, it's life is short. And, you know, the older I get, I'm more convinced it's more about experiences and connections than it is about personal possessions and all of that. It's about how much life can I live when I'm at the, when my time comes, I don't want to have any regrets as far as that goes. And that's what I always tell my people. I love that. We're so aligned. Love it. Fantastic. You're, you're amazing. You are too. I love your energy. So, so guys, that's, that's going to do it for us today. I really appreciate you tuning in um, and, and hearing, hearing my colleague Kate today. Please, if you have not already, head over to my private Facebook community as well, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. Kate is a member, and I'm a member of her community as well, so you can always connect with us there too. And uh, and she'll be back, so this isn't going to be the last time you hear from her. So so I will post all of her information here in the notes. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to me privately. If you have any questions, you can find me on Facebook. You can head to my company site, at www.cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com, and just click contact us, and you can send me a message. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. This is Allison Katzkowski and Kate Ciano with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Please make it a good one.